Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast, my name is Daniel and today episode we're gonna do, we're gonna discuss about all the most recent interesting news I found uh, online about space mostly. So without any other further ado, let's go straight in it so I can delight you with some news about space. And first news, which I'm sure you're gonna be really interested, and uh, a lot of people are expecting big things from this, it's James Webb Telescope. As usual, I'm just gonna read uh, some parts of the article, and after I'm gonna have my say in it. So just heads up, okay? Uh, James Webb Telescope released its first sharp image and to be honest is a really spectacular view and what I mean about spectacular I mean you can see the star which is almost focused still has some fine tweaks to do but what is the most interesting thing the most interesting thing is you can see in the back of the star you can see all these small distance galaxies and if you just zoom in you can see like even two galaxy collides and if you it's somewhere in the right side corner and to the left it's something a different kind of galaxy so this is really really uh, exciting results it's looking really really good so this infrared telescope uh, i think was one of the best idea for us to send in space so we can find more answer to all the questions we have about uh, our universe so all good with james webb so far all on track uh, after some fine fine tuning uh they guess in couple of months we should see more and more images so stay tuned we'll see what is coming next now another interesting news astronomers detect largest organic molecule ever found in a stellar dust trap okay so what is this about astronomers have detected the largest organic molecule ever seen in a cloud of planet forming dust potentially offering new insight into the way the uh, building blocks of life end up on planets uh, so within the dust ring the researchers saw clear trace of a organic compound called dimethyl ether dimethyl ether a large molecule that's commonly detected in stellar nursery cold dusty region of space where new stars form and is a precursor to uh, crucial building blocks of life such as amino acids and sugar that team wrote in a study in a study so this uh, ether dimethyl ether is made out of nine atoms and it's uh, the largest molecule ever detected in a planet forming ring the team said so this is a very interesting news because um, what this show us pretty much show us life can evolve in a different part of the universe in a different part of our galaxy hell even next to our solar system the proxima centauri could could be life even there 
we know is a planet in the habitable zone so i talk about this in my earlier uh, episode uh, aliens and yes so now we have more and more proof that life can form outside our solar system so we should not be so surprised when they just gonna drop the bomb we know life for sure exists on that planet or you know life extraterrestrial life not aliens you know is a difference there so okay so this is a very uh, good news that mean we are on the right track to find evidence which is <clears throat> i'm gonna tackle this at the end of the episode a little bit but not too much in physics in astronomy everything we need proof hardcore proof otherwise it's just empty talk okay like mine now <laughs> let's move on uh, and uh, we go in a couple of um, news about uh, one of my favorite uh, celestial objects black holes around the monster black holes more smaller black hole collides in strange ways hmm take three black holes and throw them into a dish surrounding a supermassive black hole and things get really weird really fast this is what they say that the conclusion of a new research digging into a particularly strange gravitational wave effect that scientists observed in may 2019 and are still trying to understand gravitational waves are the ripple in space-time caused by among other dramatic effects the merge of black holes yes i discussed this in another news episode but this particular observation didn't match other collision scientists have caught is um, it resulted in a black hole in the mid-size range that sciences can barely see much less explain and some force was stretching stretching the typical circular uh, dance as the behemoth approach each other so the black hole masses and spins were already surprising but even more surprising was that they appear not to have a circular orbit leading up to the merger so this is what the scientist says uh, so what they are trying to say they uh, this black hole doesn't seem to be like round or close to a sphere so they are guessing they are actually two more so the big one and another two more black holes uh, close in vicinity which are on a collision path and that's why they can't explain the gravitational waves so this is a very interesting fact because as you know planets stars collide each others and can be two objects three objects collide to, yeah in the same time especially when galaxy collides maybe but now we may actually seem have the proof that actually multi multiple uh, black holes collide together so this can happen so this is something like um, uh, like i said in the past uh, our universe is not uh, i don't want really to go in this but uh, some people think our universe is so strange and so crazy and so many things and has crazy mathematics but actually our universe show us it's pretty simple you know it pretty simple like you know uh, 
but we'll we'll go more on this uh, as soon as we have more evidence keep in mind this is just an idea it's not hard proof evidence okay now another news odd radio uh, circles could come from giant black holes new study finds Ooh. scientists have just taken the crispest image yet of one of the universe's most mysterious phenomena odd radio circles the stunning po portrait could reveal clues about the origin of the enormous ring of faint radio waves that stretch stretch roughly one million light year across uh, until now astronomers had no idea where the ring come from but the new observation of the five uh, confirm o orc have revealed that three of the radio circles as are loop around galaxies with supermassive black holes black holes with masses that are millions to billions time the mass of our sun and which sit at the center of the most large galaxies uh, since these black holes often throw out enormous jet of material this location hints that the rings could be the result of giant galactic explosion and this was discovered back in 2020. Uh, so this is uh, very interesting uh, because um, this radio wave are basically um, are basically a form of light. Keep in mind, everything what's electromagnetic is uh, it's uh, a form of light, like X-ray, infrared, our our visible uh, radio wave, microwave is, is a form of light. And what they are trying to say, this um, this shape surrounding the galaxies is just looking like was spilled, was or this explosion or this wave of light ex, uh, uh, seems like just escape a black hole. And is a very interesting theory because this could maybe show that something can escape a black hole. And uh, I said this in my other episodes with the black holes that uh, even one on YouTube, but I didn't put here on the postcard with the light, which gets affected by gravity and uh, radio waves are a form of light. So, yes, could be, could be this what they think, you know, could be like a, a explosion from the black hole. But as I said, we need a little bit more evidence and we need to look at our universe as not such a complicated thing more like a, a something easy because our, our scientists try just to make everything so crazy like you know it's the mathematics is crazy i don't know why but we'll, we'll discuss this now another news about black hole uh could the secret of supermassive black hole lie in ultra light dark matter oh don't don't get me on dark matter because recently i did i did uh, quite some research not keep in mind I'm, i i listen to uh, other people i listen to scientists i listen to other people I, i'm not listening just to uh, you know top scientists i'm listening to everyone to ideas and dark matter it's uh, it's uh, some kind of um, how to say 
some, some kind of a thing scientists invented to explain something but actually this could not even exist and yes i'm gonna go on this later on let's see what the news says uh, those, uh, scientists know there's a supermassive black hole at the center of most galaxy. They can't explain how the uh, gravitational giants form. But physicists, yes, physicists, of course. Uh, okay, three physicists, I'm not going to name them because it's uh, not. Uh, have determined one plausible theory, a cosmological phase transition of ultralight dark matter. According to the team model, supermassive black hole might have formed as the universe was cooling from its hot, dense state before the formation of the galaxy. When the temperature of the universe is just right, the pressure can suddenly drop to a very low level, allowing gravity to take over and matter to collapse. And uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry to say this, and uh, I'm going to tackle this, the end, this crisis in physics. We have too many bloody theories and we don't, because of these so many theories, we can't see the truth, the obvious truth, you know. We can't think of something simple. We just have to invent every time so many complicated theories and everything. But in my opinion, the universe is just much, much more simpler than that. Okay, let's move on. Rant over. <clears throat> Black holes again. Black holes may grow quantum hair. Quantum hair. Yes, you heard me right. Quantum hair. What falls in a black hole stays in a black hole, at least according to the laws of general relativity. That's another thing I have to tackle. But now, new research suggests that the material inside the black hole may leave a quantum imprint on the gravitational field outside of it. If true... Is another theory, ladies and gentlemen. This finding would resolve a long-standing problem in physics, Stephen Hawking black hole informational paradox. In the 1970s, he calculated the black hole might not be entirely one-way streets. They could emit thermal radiation, now known as Hawking radiation. However, this Hawking radiation is simple thermal radiation, so just heat. Uh, and does not carry any information about the origin of the black hole or of the matters that have disappeared inside it. In other words, measuring the radiation itself wouldn't tell anything about its history. The paradox arises because the law of quantum physics, another theory invented on a, such a crazy basics, and I need to tackle this as well, hold that uh, information can't be lost. Knowing an object's final state gives you clues to its initial state, allowing you to rewind the movie, says a scientist. Uh, okay. If a black hole gobbles information irrevocably, this law can't be right. The contradiction makes black hole the ideal place to taste how quantum mechanics and Albert Einstein theory of relativity fit together. So, the notion that black holes have uh, very few features to distinguish from one another is called the no-hair theorem. Another theorem, my God. 
A metaphor first popularized by physicist uh, K. John Wheeler, we know his old ideas. Beyond mass, charge, and spin, black holes don't have distinguishing feature. No hairstyle, cut, or color to tell them apart. Found that black holes <clears throat> may indeed have hair, uh, albeit very sub subtle hair. So somebody theorized that they don't leave any print now they come back and say that actually black holes may have may actually leave a print behind in this quantum uh, crazy thing they invented so this is the problem with, with theories you have a theory <coughs> takes you years to try and prove it maybe is right maybe is wrong yeah i'm not saying you shouldn't do it but uh, at the moment we have too many bloody theories and we don't know what what to what to search to search for the obvious thing so this is what this article said that actually black holes could really leave an imprint of you know everything what uh, they swallow let's say like this so yes another theory well baba uh, i know maybe now i i seem a little bit uh, salty about all these things in physics but trust me after i heard and and I did some research. Um, I kind of um, uh, I, I'm starting to get to the conclusion, which I'm gonna do an episode, a very salty episodes about physics. And um, this, you know, it's just a little bit crazy. Let's see. And now a, a news. <clears throat> so we finish with black holes. Okay. Let's move on. Weird quantum boomerang predicted 60 years ago, spotted for the first time. So it was a theory 60 years ago, and let's see, maybe now they just spotted. For the first time, physicists have confirmed a word, weird, my, oh, my English, just bear with me, a weird quantum phenomenon in which tiny particles, when nudged out of place, will snap right back to where they come from. So I kick you in the nuts, you jump there, and then you come back. <clears throat> the strange behavior, called the quantum boomerang effect, had been predicted for more than 60 years. Now a new experiment, published okay, in this year in February, uh, shows that the effect is real. When particles in disordered system are kicked out of their location, they will fly away briefly, but most of the time, instead of landing somewhere else, they will zip uh, right back to their starting position. Hmm, I thought uh, matter is like a wave. <clears throat> the strange effect cannot be explained by classical deterministic physics. Instead, it's a consequence of the bizarre rules of quantum mechanics. When atoms <laughs> exist and not just are particles, but simultaneously as waves, this wave can interfere with each other adding together in some places and cancelling out in others to cause all kinds of strange behavior we wouldn't expect to see okay so it seems like like i said i kick a particle you just go away for a couple i'm guessing i don't know how they quantum quantum this like uh, like a second or something i don't know and then you just back to its place and hmm if they say it's real it's really interesting but um 
it's uh, it's a lot to take in, but it's it's interesting. What I said, and I'm gonna keep saying, we need proof. We need hard proof that all these things, you know, happens. And once we have proof, we can, you know, um, <clears throat> how to say, make a better understanding of our universe and the law of physics, the laws which. Oh, I'm not gonna go in this. Okay. Um, let's see. A spider web of wormholes could solve a fundamental paradox first proposed by Stephen Hawking. Ooh. A seemingly intractable black hole paradox. Oh, sh this is again a black hole. My bad. I should have uh, said it a couple minutes ago. First proposed by uh, Hawking could finally be solved by wormholes through space-time. The black hole informational paradox refers to the fact that the information cannot be destroyed in the universe, and yet, when a black hole eventually evaporates, whatever whatever information was gobbled by this cosmic vacuum cleaner should have long since vanished. The new study proposed that the paradox could resolve by natural ultimate cheat code: wormholes or passage through space-time. This is another theory. Keep in mind. This is another theory, it's not hard proof. A wormhole connects the interior of a black hole and the radiation outside like a bridge. Like in my black hole episode, what I said about wormholes. Under uh, <clears throat> uh, Goto theory, a second surface appears inside the event horizon of a black hole, the boundary beyond which nothing can escape. Uh, Threads from a wormhole connect that surface to the outside world, entangling information between the interior of the black hole and the radiation leak at its edge. Man, so many theories. I'm just, oh, I'm over the head with all this theory. Like everything goes, um, you know, we have to make a theory, get a Nobel Prize, and then, wow, we are uh, for life uh, a big somethings, you know. Yes. Short, short things. What they're trying to say that actually, you know, they have this paradox that black holes eat everything and they don't leave information and they, it's, uh, they cannot conceive something like that. So, like I said in my episode about black holes, but I might have to redo some of the things in the back because after new information comes to light, uh, hmm, crazy things. I think I'm gonna have to go and do the math myself for some things. Which is going to be hard because I'm not a mathematician. Long story short, <clears throat> they think they are uh, wormholes in the black hole, which uh, actually leave the information, you know, all the information about the matter which was swallowed by the black hole to escape. So, another theory. We'll see if it's true or not, you know. We'll, we'll see. It's nothing. Uh, uh, not nothing, you know. I can say now crazy things, but if it's proven to be right, then I'm wrong. So that's it, you know. And this is one of interesting, very interesting for you, <clears throat> all you Armageddon types, guys and girls out there. Planet Nine is still missing in action after a survey of 87% of the southern sky. <laughs> so, Planet Nine, boys and girls. Astronomers searching for our solar system, elusive Planet Nine. Uh, theoretical? Theoretical as well, keep in mind. Uh, 
a world that may lurk deep in a cloud of icy rocks far beyond the orbit of Neptune have come up short once again. So in the recent paper, researchers pour over six years of telescope data in an attempt to identify potential signs of Planet 9 in the southern sky, so at the South Pole. Captured with the Atacama Cosmology Telescope, ACT, in Chile between 2013-2019, the observation covered about 87% of the sky visible from the southern hemisphere. hemisphere. While, while the team identified more, more than 3,000 candidates, light sources located between 400 and 800 astronomical units, Astronomical community is the light uh, travel, I think is 3.8 light, yes, apart, okay? None of these candidates could be confirmed as planets. Uh, astronomers first began searching for planet 9 in 2016, uh, or 10 years after Pluto was demoted from his position. <laughs> Our solar system, nine planet, <laughs> become a more dwarf planet. Oh, was such a um, <clears throat> people were such upset by, by uh, uh, you know, by Pluto demoted to a dwarf planet. Uh, astronomers notice notice that uh, six rocky objects beyond the orbit of Neptune cluster in a strange way, with the most distant point in their orbit located much further from the Sun than the nearest point of their orbit. The team calculated that the gravitational pull of an unseen planet measuring 5 to 10 times the size of Earth, that's something, could explain the eccentricity in these rocks' orbits. orbits. So they did some calculation and something doesn't come right. Okay. Half a decade later, many teams have tried and failed to detect this theoretical world. Uh, this means there's little hope of every of ever detecting the cold dark planet nine with standard visible light telescope. Okay, so <laughs> you know uh, there was a lot of people, and you know there was some um, how to say it. Um, I think in the past, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was some article about some ancient uh, you know population which was on earth which believe in planet 9 planet 9 I I don't know which one was it was it the the Sumerian no 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 I, I, I don't want to get on so I'm not gonna go too much but I'm just gonna say there was some discuss about this planet 9 once you know uh, could be a Aztec as well so they find some kind of evidence, you know, about those rocks, the pull of the gravitational pull. The problem is if this planet is there uh, and is nothing to, it doesn't reflect light, we can't see it in the visible spectrum. So I'm guessing our best bet could be infrared because if it has any kind of heat output, we could uh, maybe see that heat output or any uh, uh, wave link of light which is uh, <clears throat> how to say uh, different from visible light because definitely invisible light is hard to discover anything in our universe 
So our best bet is to go by uh, finding by its uh, maybe hit, you know. And was a lot of keep in mind this is another theory, another theory. Yes, he's looking at some facts, but it's another theory. So we'll see about this. Could be interesting because you know same uh, same some people say and in my opinion as well jupiter to be a failed star because so much gas so big so we, we could have been in a twin star system you know if jupiter would just light up you know but uh, could be very interesting if it's something else outside there you know outside our uh, our let's say view range this kind of maybe bigger objects which keep hitting all these uh, Kuiper belt smaller objects so uh, throw them in our solar system so i'm, I'm really inter uh, interested in this one so i'm gonna keep an eye on it to see if they ever gonna find anything about it so let's see let's move on and this is about our sun strange new type of solar wave defies physics <laughs> defies physics <laughs> when physics uh, defy when physics says anything for sure yeah well i told you we look in and physics it's like taken by surprise and you'll see that in my last news today as well scientists have detected a strange new type of high frequency wave on the sun's surface and the waves are moving three times faster than scientists thought was possible three times faster Ooh. the acoustic acoustic waves acoustic waves called high frequency retrograde or hrfr how they like to call it vorticity waves Holy moly, it's hard for me to read all these things. Uh, were spotted rippling backwards through the sun plasma in the opposite direction of its rotation. So it's so the you know the sun is spinning and this goes opposite. This is really really interesting. The previously unknown types of wave were described in a study. Uh, so in this March scientists can't see into the sun fairy depths so they often measure the acoustic waves that move across its surface and bounce back towards its core to uh, infer what's going on inside but the unprecedented speed of the uh, high frequency retrograde waves uh, spotted in 25 years of data from space and ground-based telescope has hinted that scientists might be missing something else oh yes we are missing a lot <clears throat> the very existence of f uh, hfr uh, waves modes and their origin is a true mystery and may allude to exciting physics at play <laughs> it has the potential to shed insights on the otherwise unobservable interior of the sun bear with me with my english i'm sorry it's not my native language so i'm do, trying to do my best scientists scientists initially thought that acoustic solar waves from near the sun's surface uh, thanks to the coriolis effect in which points of a rotating sphere equator seem to move faster than points on its pole once the waves form scientists think one of three possibility 
process could accelerate, accelerate them into uh, HFR waves. Either the sun magnetic fields or its gravity could be boosting the Coriolis waves. Or the third one, a super hot convection current moving uh, under and across its surface could be dragging them to unprecedentedly high speeds. But none of these possi uh, possible process fit the data. Uh, so these waves don't appear to be a result of any of these processes. So like a magnetic field, gravita gravity, or super hot convection. So it uh, seems like it's none of this. Uh, and this is it. At the moment, they don't know yet what is causing these waves. But what is really interesting and what I said so many times, we don't understand uh, not even what is in front of us, so close to us, you know, like uh, our sun. So we still have a lot to discover. And I'm a little bit surprised that we still find uh, very new things about our sun as well. But hey, our sun is a big ball of plasma. So yes, things could uh, occur, different things which our physics, our theoretics in physics could not account for because we are good at inventing uh, all these theoretics, but, uh, you know, never try to find the easy way. <clears throat> Another news, NASA caught a dead star spewing antimatter across space in dazzling new image. Antimatter, ooh, this is really interesting. Let's see, a small pulsar, okay, has belched out of enormous bin of antimatter particle that stream for 40 trillion miles 64 trillion kilometers across the milky way holy moly i hope it was not in our way observation of x-ray filament emitted by pulsar arrayer to date only a handful have been detected researchers researchers uh, reported in a new study pulsar are tense shrunken remnants of giant collapses stars that emit radiation uh, pulses as their spin and they have powerful magnetic fields that are generated by their rapid rotation. So this pulsar, uh, pulsar known as PSRG 2030 plus 4040 15 holy moly uh, spins about <laughs> uh, 1600 light years away from earth is not is not is not that close and it's just 10 miles across holy moly that's small and um so it's a the size of a city this fast spinning pulsar traveled to uh space time at about half a million miles or 8,000 kilometers per hour and rotate about three times per second. That's quite fast. As it spawn, charged particles escape as a uh, streaming filament that was as captured in telescope images. Uh, the scope of this pulsar particle stream could explain why the Milky Way con 
contain so many positrons, the antimatter counterpart of electrons. So what we see actually, this pulsar are, um, how we say, um, uh, how we say it, um, a engine of antimatter, engine, no engine, uh, a fabric, uh, yes, yes, a fabric of antimatter, this pulsar. This is really interesting. So, in Chandra, new X-ray views, shades of blue indicated where particle uh, stream far from the pulsar along magnetic field lines, moving at about one third of the speed of light. Whoa, that's fast. Uh, so, it's really amazing that a pulsar, which is only 10 miles across, keep in mind, 10 miles, 16 kilometers in diameter, can ex it can create this so massive energy, this crazy energy. And uh, pulsar, as we know, they have very powerful magnetic, uh, magnetic fields. So... About 20 to 30 years ago, something disrupted the momentum of the wave produced by G2030 and the pulsar slammed into it. The collision likely uh, triggered a particle leak and spray a stream of particle into space. This is very interesting. What in the hell this pulsar collide with? Was uh, something like uh, maybe a black hole or something with don't see or maybe a planet or something that expel this this is really interesting news so you know as you know the scientist says they producing antimatter in at CERN you know the big hadron collider in Switzerland and now we have proof that uh, an object as as small as 10 miles, 16 kilometers in diameter can produce a lot of antimatter. And actually, you know, another theory as well, scientists, they are good at theories. Uh, antimatter could could power, you know, could power spacecraft and could power our planet. And it's really interesting, this object, but keep in mind, it's only 10 miles, 16 kilometers across, but the density of this pulsar, oh my, you uh, just trust me if you take uh, a spoon of from that uh, pulsar you cannot hold it in your in your hand if you put it on on your chest it's just gonna go straight to you that that's so heavy of course if you have gravity around so don't be fooled that's a really dense object but uh, this it can create antimatter is really is really interesting the process which is forming you know which, which is inside this pulsar so this is really exciting news now let's go to something more uh, uh, something which i thought it was interesting because i didn't know this so let's see why does nasa let male uh, astronauts stay in space longer than females Let's see why, because I didn't know this, and I don't know it yet, so let's see the news. Every day, Earth is uh, besides by ionizing, ionizing radiation, high-energy waves that can remove electrons from atoms in the body. 
yes, this is a, a one of the very dangerous things about space. So high energy waves that can remove electrons from atoms in the body, in your body, these create cancers, unfortunately. High levels of ionizing radiation exposure can lead to radiation sickness and cancer, exactly what I said. Fortunately, our planet magnetosphere and atmosphere prevent almost all of this radiation. Thank you, planet Earth. Generated by the sun, of course, the sun and the and galactic cosmic rays from exploding stars from reaching life on Earth's uh, surface. But up on the in, uh, International Space Station, ISS, which is still protected by the magnetosphere, but not the at atmosphere. So it's still protected by the uh, Earth magnetic field, but not the, you know, because it's so high up, uh, is no atmosphere. Astronaut, astronauts, astronauts are exposed to higher level of ionizing radiation, which increases their risk risk of developing cancer over the course of their careers. Under the current limits set by NASA in 1989, the effective dose limit for an astronaut career is based on a maximum. <coughs> Excuse me, 3% <clears throat> lifetime excess risk of cancer mortality. That risk is evaluated with a sliding scale base of age and sex, ranging from a lower career limit of 180 mCv of radiation from a 30 year, year old woman to an upper career limit of 700 millisieverts for a 60-year-old man. Um, when women and men were exposed to high level of radiation for similar periods of time, women had more than twice the risk than men did of developing lung cancer. So it's a health problem. Okay. So, in order to reach the equality, women, you know, women and men, could uh, women could receive a higher dose than they currently cannot, higher exposure than they currently are allowed. But we discuss this at great length as is an ethical issue. It's a question of the balance between what the impact of slightly higher dose was likely to be versus versus the equality of career opportunity. So. Uh, what they are saying, actually, <clears throat> women are more vulnerable in space than men. Uh, they cannot take so much radiation from our sun. So, but I'm, I'm guessing there now they are trying to increase the, this limit. So, because they want, you know, equality between women and men. So, we'll see about this. <clears throat> it's a really concern when when you travel to space. This radiation is really, really dangerous because cancer is a really uh how to say it? this this disease is it, it has no heart is you know and there's no joke with this but um, i i want i did have some ideas about how to protect us about this radiation in space but uh, so far we are using um uh, as far as i know a lot of water you know and uh <clears throat> and uh 
other materials but it's still still not we need more we need more than this and we'll keep an eye on this to see what happened this was a really really good news now the one which <clears throat> uh this was actually uh older news but i miss it in my last episode and i really want to go over it because um uh, i i don't know if you noticed this episode but i had some kind of rant and i at this uh, end i'm just gonna go a little bit into it but not too much i'm gonna do a dedicated episode about this x particles from the dawn of time detected inside the large hadron collider yes the one in uh, switzerland which i talked about the mysterious particle will, will reveal insight into the earliest moment of the universe Ooh. physicists that have the world lay uh, largest atom smasher have detected a mysterious primordial particle from the dawn of time about 100 of the short-lived X particle, so named because of their unknown structures, were spotted for the first time amid trillions of other particles inside the Large Hadron Collider (LHC). The, <clears throat> these X particles, which likely existed in the tiniest fraction of the second after the Big Bang, were detected inside the rolling broth of elementary particles called the quark gluton plasma forming the LHC by smashing together lead ions by studying the primordial x particles in more detail scientists hope to build the most accurate picture yet of the origin of the universe uh, Scientists trace the origin of X particles to just a few millionth of a second after the Big Bang. So it's very early, this kind, so-called particle, X particle. Back when the universe was a superheated trillion degree plasma soup, teeming with quarks and gluons, elementary particles that soon cooled and combined into more stable protons and neutrons we know today. Uh, just before this rapid cooling, a tiny fraction of the gluons and the quarks collided, sticking together to form very short-lived X particle. The research don't know how elementary, elementary particles configure themselves to form the X particle structures, but if the scientists can figure out uh, that out, they will have a much better understanding of the type of particles that were abundant during the universe's earliest moment. To recreate the condition of the universe is in infancy, research of the LHC fire positively charged lead atoms at each other at high speed, smashing them to produce thousands of more particles in a momentary burst of plasma, resembling the uh, chaotic primordial soup of the young universe. That was the easy part. The hard part was shifting through data from 13 billion head-on uh, ion collision to find the X particle. Uh, it's almost unthinkable that we can tease out these 100 particles from this huge data set. Uh, every night should I ask myself, is this really a signal or not? Well, I'll go into that. 
Uh, now that the researchers have in identified the X particle signature, they can determine its internal structures. Pro uh, protons and neutrons are made up of three closely bound quarks, but the researchers think the X particle will look altogether different. The very least they know that the new particle contains four quarks. Ooh, but they don't know how they're tied up. The new particle could compromise four quarks bound equality uh, tightly together, making it an exotic particle called a tetra quark or two quarks pair called mesons, lo loosely bound to each other. Okay, this. <clears throat> Okay, let's go a little bit uh, in the into physics. You know, physics for us did a lot of great things. Uh, so I ended the news. This is my rant, uh, a small rant, not too much. I want to go this in more depth, but in a different episode. Um, the physics create for us so many good things. You know, the things we uh, we surround us, the, all the computers, all the advancement, all the roads, all the food. You know, all, all these. Uh, make our life easier and um, uh, I, I will never deny that physics is really good but uh, unfortunately physics has a dark side and the dark side is um, I'm just gonna be very short about it all these uh, crazy uh, how to say it all these crazy out-of-world ideas and um, all these um, a lot of his investment in something which uh, which never seen you know like large hard hadron collider which only find one particle the Higgs boson they say they found it and now they found this new particle so was a lot of investment so money so much money spent uh, and they're trying to find all these particles when they actually they should focus on finding um, how to say it <clears throat> easier easier uh, e easier methods for us to create new technology and you'll say oh you are wrong because yes they need to create this so we can see what how the universe form the universe form deal with it now we need to understand what we have in front of us and try to try to find a way better way to move on and live you know i still have my dream about going and visit you know through the stars and we're not gonna do this just by the trying to, with these small things we need to <clears throat> look at the sky look of what we have in front of us and uh and find solutions you know for all these problems we have today and yes you could say to see what actually the neutrons the protons are made of quarks and all these particles more particles and yes these lead these lead to the atomic bomb and everything and you saw what atomic bomb did and you see what is happening now with this war we have on us with uh, unfortunately russia invading ukraine and all this, this. and we are at the dawn of uh, again of threatened for from the nuclear bombs and yes this is one of the dark side it can create good things and a lot of bad things but also some of the things are just um, 
how to say a little bit exaggerated and this for me personally just uh, uh, just annoying me because we waste time you know we waste time which we should not waste but hey who, who am i to say this i'm just saying my opinion and this is just simply my opinion you know as i said uh, a lot of good things comes uh, from physics and a lot of uh, let's say uh, i hope a lot of better things will come in the future so this was uh, today episode about news uh, so this is the end of march i hope you enjoy uh, today episode for any questions or um, any insight or if you have to have if you want to have your say or to say you are crazy or you are wrong you can go on facebook i have a page world of daniel 2 yeah world of daniel 2 yeah, it's i hope you understand it and usually uh, i i go there i check some things I, I usually post there about i'm streaming mostly and also you can find me on twitch of danny w o d i'm usually streaming there when i have time you know that's one of my my let's say my passion you know stream for fun but um i'll try to come back with another more interesting episode especially about what i said in the beginning beginning this crisis in physics and i'll, I'll try to go more in depth about what i feel it's um, it's holding us down you know in physics and uh, we need to deal with this so we can move on and find greater things hope you enjoyed today's episode thank you for listening to my podcast i hope you have a great week and i'll come back next time thank you very much see you bye bye